Our final worship offering for this day is a sermon by Pastor Matt Pensinger. The gospel for today is from Mark, the 12th chapter. Then Jesus began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the season came, he sent a slave to the tenants to collect from them his share of the produce of the vineyard. But they seized him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And again, he sent another slave to them. This one they beat over the head and insulted. Then he sent another, and that one they killed. And so it was with many others. Some they beat, and others they killed. He had still one other, a beloved son. Finally, he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they seized him, killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. What then, Jesus said, will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy those tenants and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read this scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. When they realized that Jesus had told this parable against them, they wanted to arrest him, but they feared the crowd. So they left him and went away. Jesus told parables that sometimes confused and disturbed his hearers. Sometimes they didn't understand what he was trying to say. Sometimes they did understand, but didn't really want to. Sometimes they were certain that the parable was about one thing, but then it turned around by the end and it was about another thing. In the case of the religious leaders, it was often about them, and it wasn't saying anything good. Sometimes it took them a while to realize that. They were used to thinking of themselves as the good people, and it took a minute to realize that Jesus was saying, nope not. The parables were intended most of the time to confuse and even to disturb. They were meant to flip things upside down, put the bottom on top and the top on bottom. They asked people to think a new way or to consider old ideas from angles that they never considered before. They were meant to shake things up. They were meant to challenge. We're living through a confusing and disturbing and challenging time right now. A time that calls on us to think of ourselves, maybe, not in the way that we always have. This novel coronavirus, as they call it, is a difficult combination of very contagious and extremely serious, potentially, for a specific segment of the population. And so we're finding ourselves having to do something that we aren't really great at. We're having to give up our normal routines. We're having to spend time away from each other spend a lot of time not doing the things that we would like to do. In some cases, just not doing much of anything at all. It's confusing and disturbing and frustrating because, hey, I feel fine. It's the time of year where there's always a little bit of a sniffle, you know, a little bit of a cough, a little bit of a fever, and I'm good. I'm 100% sure that I'm not going to infect anybody, and I bet. I'm not the only person that feels that way. And yet, look around. 
Everything is shutting down. Everything is canceled. Everybody is staying home. Staying away. How frustrating. I feel fine. Why can't there be basketball on TV? Why can't the school musical go on? Honestly, I'm inspired by how we're coming together and doing this. Whether we're sure that it's a good idea or not. People are making personal sacrifices, giving up on things that they spent hours preparing for, competitions and shows, graduations, all kinds of things. There are people who might not get paid what they're supposed to get paid. There's economic uncertainty everywhere. Whether we're certain that this is right or not, we're doing it. We feel more together in doing that than I've become used to recently. We might end up feeling like, oh, what was that all for? What was the big deal? But this is one of those things that might not pay off in the obvious ways. The end result might be we prevented a disease that's just a bother to many of us, but potentially really harmful to some of us from spreading as far or as fast as it might otherwise have. But whether we're successful at that will probably be difficult to measure, and that will probably be frustrating. Bishop Dunlop of the Lower Susquehanna Synod asked us in church to shut things down for two weeks or so, and he said, if even one life is saved by doing this, it will have been worth it. Of course that's true. Of course we agree with that. Will we know if we've achieved that, if that has happened? I don't know. I don't know how we would. The fact is, we don't know what the result of a lot of the good things that we do in our lives really is. We aren't able to know how much that smile or that greeting or those few words of encouragement helped, usually. We don't know, really, if those items of clothing or those few dollars or that little bit of food made a small difference or a big difference or any kind of anything at all. We can't scientifically measure what our relationships mean, what prayers accomplish, what the love of Christ poured out into our hearts and shared through us into the world really adds up to. We can't know for sure. Does that mean it didn't matter? It doesn't matter? It won't matter? You're probably seeing this on March 15th which happens to be the anniversary of my baptism. I was baptized today. Every time I talk to parents about getting usually their adorable young baby baptized, I always tell them that it's not just about this one. It's not just for this beautiful little son, this, this adorable little daughter. It's for all of us. It's for everyone who gathers together for the baptism or everyone who even knows about it. It's a reminder that on a day at some point we were baptized. We were brought into the family of God. We were marked with the cross of Christ and we were given a mission. It's a reminder that we are those who do justice. Try to. We are those who love mercy. Try to. We are those who walk humbly. who try to. It's a reminder that we live in communion with each other, not all alone, isolated by ourselves, and that we strive for justice and peace in all the world, not just in our own little corner of it. It's a reminder for us, every baptism is, that even 
if we're alone and apart, we are still carrying on this mission together. We aren't just here for ourselves. We aren't just living for ourselves. We're living for each other. We're living to help each other. We're living to make it go better for each other. In this parable that we're living out in the next few weeks, may we remember that our calling is to love and to serve and to live in hope. Because even if we can't always see the results of what we did, it matters. We are saving each other's lives. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds. In Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.